Hi everyone. So I know you're expecting the podcast to begin about now, but we have a special message from our good friends at the Zimbabwe International Book Fair. So we know a lot of us nerds are also very big bookworms. I mean, I'm in the library club. And this is an opportunity to come and see some great books at the book fair this year. It's happening at the Harare Gardens. Admission is, guess it? Free. It's zero dollars. You don't have any, you need any money. It's starting on the 2nd of August and it's going to carry out all the way until the 5th. It starts at 10 a.m. and it happens all the way until 5 p.m. There will be authors, booksellers, publishers, librarians. We even have performing artists and poets on the day. So come in your numbers. The theme is making the book pay. We're going to have a good time at the book fair and have some great books. It's basically a great day, great days with great people, with great authors and great books. So come and have a look and come and definitely have fun and maybe you might even find your favorite author. Now, back to the show. And now, and now. Capital 263. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is Technology, it's a podcast about tech, nerdy stuff, and more nerdy stuff. Brought to you by Capital 263. Free to say it, free to do it. I'm your host, Dion, and I'm joined by Gary Manwell. And I'm the other host. I'm not going to say I'm the co-host. Remember the first episode? And, and I said we're both hosts. Yeah. And you were like, the, no, I'm the co-host. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the hostage. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the other host. I don't, I, yeah, I don't want to belittle myself and say I'm the host. The next host. Yeah, I'm the other host. The host on the dark side. <laughs> yes, exactly. Get em- em- dark em- side. <laughs> yeah, because it's weird. I sit on the dark side of the desk. Yes. It's on the white side of the desk. Yeah. Kind of compliments his personality because he acts white. Wow. Yeah. Totally not racist. That's totally not racist. I said racist. you act white. I didn't say you are white. He's, mm. he's, he's a coconut. Right. I prefer Oreo. Better term. That makes it... That... Uh, okay. Good. Right. Okay, let's go back. Talking about colors and stuff. Microsoft Paint almost died today. I mean, not today, but this week. Well, not this week. Oh, well, yeah. it was bound to happen. Why? No, but I love paint. Don't you use paint? I use paint. No, it makes it makes sense for for Microsoft to get rid of its older applications for newer versions of them because, um, like you saw with uh, the creators update and uh-huh. upcoming autumn update, uh, with Microsoft, they they're kind of slowly replacing some of their older applications with newer re- revamped or reimaged versions of the applications. For example, yeah. paint. We we now have three D paint. Which, which you can actually paint do. Paint 3D, actually. Yeah, yeah the paint 3D. And more applications in that sector, like uh, art, the, ad, uh, the art applications, the yeah. cropping features, 3D printing features. Uh, I mean, it's in the name, Paint 3D. It's going to have a lot of 3D capabilities. Yeah, you can even print your, art, your 3D artworks after you're done with them. So, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really more of them kind of doing what they did after, from what? From, um, from from Windows 10, I guess. No, I uh, no no no. They did it before with Windows, from Windows XP to Windows Vista. They kind of reimaged some. Yeah, of the, the, the ribbon the ribbon interface. It was exactly. Called. So that's what they that's what they're really doing. They're just pretty much changing some of the applications, renovating them, like changing them. Because yeah. honestly, we've had Paint since what 1985. Yeah, and, and you know, I was looking through the history of Paint, and guess what? What? It's it is basically a clone of a clone of 
the MacBook, the Mac Macintosh's paintbrush application. You see? Came out in 1982. Very funny fact that. So basically, the paint that everyone uses and loves is a copy of a copy. Exactly. So, yeah, and over the last few years, they haven't really changed up. Um, really changed up anything on the application. It's been literally the, the same application. It's over been the and same over. application for almost, yeah, for about 30 years because even the original paintbrush looks very similar. We're just looking at, like, what user interface differences. Exactly. And now they're changing it up. And it's really good. Same thing with the automatic. Uh, with the autumn updates, we're, for the first time, we're going to see Microsoft uh, integrating um, cross-platform communication between not only, well, it's been there from, with Windows devices and Microsoft uh, devices, but then now we're going to see it between Android devices and Windows and Apple devices and Windows, which is interesting. And recently, they also... They also how are they going to do this? I don't know. They, there's, okay, you know how they... They, they, they're going to put an application that allows you to sync your Apple, Apple smartphone or Android smartphone with the PC. What I'm more interested in is if they made an actual messaging app that is universal across all devices. Like, you can communicate your Apple phone with your... Well, uh, they, um, did that with, well they did that with, uh, with Windows S, but it was only PC to PC. It was a universal communi- in, in-app communication, uh-huh. like in PC, whatever, communication thingy. But now I do not know what they're going to really do with this. I think which, since I'm, I, I like beta testing, well, I'm not really a beta tester, but I... You're a hacker. No. I, I like <laughs> to get... I, I usually so. get uh, uh, OSs when they're still being tested. Like, they're not... Well... Insiders preview and stuff in it. Exactly. So... Uh, so I'll definitely have to see what they changed up on it, and I'll give a review. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And you know, we're talking about messaging, and you know, I uh, I wait, thought sorry, this sorry, was sorry, before, but this is risky. This is risky. Sorry, sorry for cutting you. There. Yeah, sorry. I I I I got the developers preview of <laughs> Windows Eight. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! How did that go? It was a really hard time. My condolences. I, I couldn't even I, imagine. I regret. I mean, even you when you have it as a fully functional you know, I, um, I, operating system, Windows 8 is, is literally the devil's spawn. Right. So after having a few complications whilst installing it, what's the first thing it does when I... Hi there. Crosses. This might take... Oh. Okay. I, I, it doesn't even say hi anymore. It didn't even no, say hi. No, it said hi. hi and everything. I was done with that. Hi there. Hello there. We're going to do chat chat set up your... Your, your accounts, your blah, blah. PC. You set up all your accounts, your PC, and your app, everything. And apps. You go to the desktop. Not programs anymore. They're called apps now. Your programs. Apps. Apps. Then Not you, applications, apps. Then when you're done, then when you're done, it crashes. It like crashed a couple of times. Then I was really thankful to the Lord when Windows 8.1 came out like six months, eight months later. Yes, and then 8.1, update one. Yeah. Oh, it was God. really messy, but 8.1 was better than 8. Much better, yeah. Yeah, but it was too terrible. I think, yeah, I was saying, um, on messaging, th- this news, honestly, I thought that would, c- I thought it, re- it had already come. I have a feeling that we talked about it. I'm, I think it's the Mandela effect, yeah. For those who don't know, the Mandela effect is the idea that you've, you've heard about something already happening, but it hasn't happened yet. So, like, it's like the example given is, like, you think, like, when you hear, when people heard that Mandela died, 
they were shocked because they thought they heard him died like years ago. Like ugh, I thought he died like in 20, 20, 2007 or something. Mm. But no, he died twenty thirteen. So WhatsApp hits and one I billion. Broke up with my ex. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> let's go on. Let's go on. Yeah, let's let's move on, Shane. Yeah. Or maybe let's dwell on that. Like, <laughs> go, go, <laughs> go, go on, go on. Well, okay, the story is that WhatsApp hits one billion active daily users. I was surprised. They've actually I, done that. Now. I thought I, I actually thought that WhatsApp was beyond that. Yeah, no, it was Facebook that was um that hit the one billion active users, not yeah. But then considering how WhatsApp. much people use WhatsApp on a daily basis and WhatsApp, the fact that especially WhatsApp in Asia, has, like India, exactly, China, it's, I mean, just the fact India, that WhatsApp has like led to the closure of several applications, social media applications alone. And still, that the fact that it still hadn't reached one billion users is really weird. And yeah, but it's it's cool. What I what I always find interesting about interesting about um, you know messaging and stuff is how there's this huge disconnect between um, the Western world. So this is North America and Western Europe, and you know Africa, Asia, and the rest of the world. Because if you go to any Af- most any African countries and Asian countries, like WhatsApp is the norm. You know, apping people is the thing to do. But then when you go to, like, America, for example, they still use SMS. They don't, they don't even use, excuse me, they don't even use, like, any of the applications. They just use SMS, you know, iMessage. Or if they want to, they usually use Facebook Messenger. But here they are um, with one billion active users. And I think, it, I'm actually just shocked that it's, like, it's, it's only coming now. That's the biggest shock to exactly. me. Exactly. That's what, that's what shocked me. You'd, you'd, really, you'd really think that more people would have been using it at this point, but no. Uh. Especially when Telegram usually have their features like three or four months before them. Every single feature that WhatsApp has introduced that's been new, they've gotten from Telegram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, like we said the other week, you don't necess- in this day and age, you don't necessarily have to introduce something new. You just have to take somebody else's idea and perfect it. Nothing is new at this point. Mm, yeah, I think a famous artist said that once. Great, good artists make great artists steal. What? No, that's the words of Steve Jobs. He <laughs> <laughs> was a revolutionary, Gary. He changed. He changed the whole world. He changed the whole world. Anyways, uh, that guy pisses me off. Uh, yeah in local news Harare Institute of Technology Technovention Expo inspiring next generation of investors uh, inventors and scientists was held at um, Harare Institution of Technology HEAT as they call it so the whole point of this expo was to inspire or you know just it was a convention aimed at People that are still in high school inspire them, showcase new technology, drones, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if, if you're into programming, e-learning, e-accounting, e-commerce, blah, blah, that's, that's more of your thing. Don't worry, Gary's just like, he's dumb because he doesn't really understand programming and stuff. So for him, is just like, oh, yeah, yeah, if you're going to do programming and stuff. Like, you know, because to him, it's like, it's magic. I'm dumb. Oh, okay. No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> you, you, no, just how you showed us your beautiful literature skills, you know, allegory and stuff. You know, hey, hey, hey. yes, so big words, big words. But yeah, they had the expo and <laughs> a lot of um, interesting exhibits were on display. We had a lot of robotics, something we're going to talk about oh, yeah, yeah, soon, yeah. like just now in the next thing. But yes, 
a hand gestured controlled wireless wheelchair. That's a very interesting idea. Yeah. But I think one problem. Am I, I mean, going to stroll off? No. Psych. Uh, then you swipe to the left. Then you go to the left. Why? Swipe to the right. Then you go to the right. Call me sidestep king. Just make that joke. I'm going to move on. An enhanced biometric ATM authentication system. That's basically we're talking, you know, fingerprints and retina scanners. So, I mean, look, we're having all these great things happening in the country. And I think one problem that always comes up is the fact that these are great ideas, prototypes usually, but they don't ever find themselves as a commercial product. In Zimbabwe, yeah. Yes. That, that, is, that is the issue here. Like, uh, we had an inventor the other time here. And like yes. you say, that one Learn of these problems, yeah, King is, all right? King Asia, yes. Exactly, I got it I'm right. I'm surprised he actually got his yeah, uh, um, name right. Really? Wow. Um, it, right. it was a while ago. So, so one of the problems is, is that inventing, it's not that the, the inventing part is really the problem. No, it's not really the problem. I mean, pretty much people, everyone is, is capable of inventing something good. But the problem is commercializing it in Zimbabwe, finding investors, finding people who's actually, people who are actually willing to devote time and capital yeah. into your project. Because what happens is that, like, right now, when you look at it, there's a lot of de-investment. Okay, I'm getting into a bit of economics, but a lot of de-investment that happened in Zimbabwe over the few, of past few years. You know, you even see it in, like, sponsorships. Sponsorships have decreased a lot. So then, like, if you look in America, venture capitalists are everywhere. They just want to invest in any idea that anyone has. That's why stuff like Snapchat can become, like, super popular even though the premise seems quite dumb at the beginning. Why? Because, you know, some dude says, look, I got money, I'll give you money, make your product. If you can make money for me, I will take my cut. And, but in Zimbabwe, we don't have that. Like, a lot of people don't have the money to give. And, I don't know, I think that's just the sad thing, because there's a lot of great ideas out there. Yeah, the economy is really stagnated right now. Yeah, which is depressing. Anyways, uh, wait, should we get info? Oh, yeah, robotics. <laughs> yes, it's that time. Do you know, do you, do you know the, the name of the robotics tournament? Anyways. It's called the 2017 First Global Challenge. Wow. It, was, it took place from July 16th to 18th, 2017 in Washington, Washington D.C. in the United States. Two days man. D.C. comments. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. So this is a robotics competition. It's involving various nations, including our own in, here in Zimbabwe. We also had Burundi taking part, and yeah, so there there are a number of uh, nations that would be uh, Germany, Spain, Canada, America, Afghanistan, oh, Pakistan, Zimbabwe, Burundi, South Africa. Saudi Arabia was also Saudi there. Saudi, wow, yeah, they they were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, should you, should you, should you, take this you want to get straight into that issue. So then there was, a, so I know a lot of you are going to be um, listening right now thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to talk about all the cool robotics. But there was something really interesting that is non-related to tech that actually happened at the event or yeah. should we say away from the event. And that is actually more interesting. But then we'll definitely talk about the robotics itself. But Okay. Yeah, the, you the, do the, well, the, the main purpose. Okay, so the main purpose of the the whole tournament was to, well, basically, watch people from all over the world, young high school people, compete in robotics, create the best project they can, and showcase what they're capable of. 
But then what we ended up getting was well, our fellow Africans from Burundi decided to a hey, run away, and so a couple of guys ran yeah. away from the tournament and ended up in Canada. Two of them were caught. Uh, we're not going to disclose any names, but this was really wow. A, you actually have names. Wow, well, I know somebody who knows names, but oh, okay, okay, yeah. but yeah. What, which was really tragic because this was meant to be a time for people to showcase what they have and what they're capable of. But then they ended up costing a lot of people as all the teams. That means all the teams except for America because, well, it was hosted Already, in America. Yeah, it was at home. Uh, Canada, Germany, Spain, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, and Zimbabwe, they were all sent back home, including one of our fellow friends who went there and he was disappointed by that. Yeah. So what did you say about that? I, I don't even know what to say. These guys went to this competition. They got visas. Everything was great. And they decided that we're going to illegally jump the border to Canada. And that's going to work out. Mind you, these are people with media coverage all over them. These, this is a huge thing in robotics. The whole robotics community is watching. It's like imagine you're going to the FIFA World Cup and then you decide, you know what? I don't like Qatar, so I'm so, sorry, Russia is the next one, right? Yeah. I don't like Russia, so I'm going to jump the border and get into Ukraine, um, not even Ukraine, like France or something. And it's like, but dude, everyone's watching you. Everyone is watching you. Why would you do that? Well, they, they did it and it didn't work and it ended up costing a lot of people the opportunity to showcase. You know, like, who knows, maybe... Maybe people would have, been, have gotten scholarships, you know, like a lot of opportunities out there, but then all of that was squandered because of this stupid mishappening. Um, but why do they send people back, though? Do, you have, do we know any, like, official statements or reasoning? It was, it was more of a contingency plan. Uh, like, they didn't want people to... More people. Wow, but that is, that is horrible. That is absolutely horrible. Yeah. It's like like he got bitten by a zombie you just cut off the whole entire arm then the person slowly turns so you kill them i think they just killed the person before he turned into a zombie in this case yeah what's funny is that the the official website for the competition has absolutely no news on burundi nothing like absolutely nothing if you want to hear about this want to read more about this there's a new york times article that actually this is the headline burundi robotics team vanishes after u.s competition (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, they literally pulled a, a Houdini exactly, on everyone. Exactly, I was going to say that. <laughs> they literally pulled a Houdini on everyone. <laughs> now I'm here. Now Six I'm African gone. teenagers. <laughs> the way they, you see, this this is really, this is what touched me. I, I, I was really offended by this. Do they have A-levels? I don't know. I don't know. The way they, la- because at the end of the day, they do not say Burundi. Oh, they even disclose names. The names are here. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I am not giving out their names. These gentlemen and ladies might have, ladies might have, might have done something wrong, but okay, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have the right to privacy and we won't. Um, yeah. I'll just tell you how old they are. One is 16, one is 17. No, t- three are 17 and two are 18. Hmm. So, yeah. What was their plan? Nobody knows. But the fact, what, what, what pissed me off is that at the end of the day, so it's going to get labeled as Burundi. It's, it's like oh, wow. the article says Africa. Yeah, that's the problem. And like, look, the Zimbabwean team represented the country well. They went out there. They did great robotics. May not have won it and had to come home early. Great but robotics. 
The Great best. robotics, yes. The best. They serve to the best of their ability. Great robotics, Morty. Great robotics, Morty. <laughs> Shout out if you listen to Rick and Morty. Great show. But now, like, there's literally a tweet from the DC Police Department that had their faces, and it literally looks like mug shots. It looks like mug shots. <laughs> These are people who are supposed to go and represent <laughs> their country, and now it looks like mug shots. This is horrible. Ah, ah, Jesus. Anyways, there's nothing you can do about this. What happened, happened. Hey, best of luck. I am sending out a personal petition to anyone who's going to represent their country or the continent or themselves in any way. Please do not disappear when you're needed for a competition. And more importantly, please don't do it when everyone is talking about you and watching you and expecting you to be at your best behavior. Do not. For the sake of your country. Do not embarrass your country. Always this is an embarrassment to your country. Be there for your country. Do not be. Because, look, Burundi isn't like that bad. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, we, we're so poor, we, we can even run away. No, it's not that bad. If it was like Syria or Yemen or Somalia, I'd be like, eh, yeah, look, I mean, look, this country has those kind of situations. But come on. Burundi is actually, it's, it's, they have problems, but they're pretty much okay. They, 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 they have stability and stuff the last time I checked. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's that in this case. Uh, then more April news. April. April news. April. Apple. April. You say it. Apple news. So, a very interesting thing happened recently where Apple were ordered to pay $506 million in patent infringement. The what? case was with the University of Wisconsin-Madison in the United States. Basically, what happened, to keep it short and simple, was that they took a technique that the university developed of making chips run faster without permission. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not a patent troll or anything. They actually, the, the university actually made this fantastic algorithm, and Apple took it. So that's, um, what, case study number one for everyone that it's not... People not only steal from Apple, Apple also steal from other ones. So this then is a sort of like, one, you know. Apple versus Ap- uh, Nokia. Apple versus Nokia. Yeah, they Yes, yes, there was that big one. I remember the, the shift was switching from Apple versus Samsung to Apple versus Nokia. Still is, in a way. <laughs> still is, in a way. How? how how's what's happening? Because they're still having friction. Um, Apple and Samsung. Yeah, no, well, Apple and, no, Apple and Nokia. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember hearing about this um, last year. Yeah. When it started, they were like saying, we're going to sue them. Because remember, Nokia kind of went down because of Microsoft and Apple. And Microsoft doesn't seem, didn't seem interested to really take Nokia Apple down. But now that Apple is owned by HMD Global, yeah. they aren't playing. They really want to make sure that they get their fair share. Anyways, um, Apple is saying that. Um, Nokia wants unfair contracts and that, that are favorable to them. Whilst Nokia is saying the opposite, um, and what also happened is that there was a patent issue between Apple and Nokia over antenna, uh, the creation of antenna and screen uh, and what Apple displays and stuff. Yeah. So the so far, Apple have already paid eight hundred million euros. Yeah. Damages. Yeah. Then they also added up recently, like yesterday, they they added up another. Uh, $2 billion. And in May, they agreed to pay in royalties for every iPhone that would be sold in the future. Wow. So every iPhone that is sold, Nokia is getting a cut. Yeah. 
No wonder why they're getting more expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is crazy. Absolutely insane. So, so yeah, there you go, people. It's not only Apple. It's also Samsung. They are all copying and stealing from each other. Apple, Nokia, Samsung. And, yeah, like, like we said the other week, you know, it's, it's, it's more of... The industry has matured enough now. Exactly. They're all teenagers, you know. Like, back in the days, it used to be all fun when it was kindergarten. But now they just want to make money and everything. So they're stealing this weed they're, they're, from yeah. each other and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Weed. Yeah. Which part, of the, which part of the phone would be weed? I don't know. The camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Features, features. What, what goes inside? So that's what's happening. Yeah. And moving on to what we wanted to talk about, the main topic today. Piracy in Africa. Hey there, buddy. We hear you. We see you. We see you. Ooh. Yeah, right there with your pirated laptop and your <laughs> pirated games. I know you have Office in there that has that red, red um, menu bar at the top that says you have to activate it. Yeah, we see you. Or oh, like the signature at the corner. Yeah, the, 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 right, the right corner. The right at the bottom corner. Yeah, yeah. The watermark. Activate say, Windows. Activate, activate Windows build 90, uh, 80, 89, 12, something, something. Yeah, we see you. But yeah. on a serious note, we are talking about piracy today. And, you know, for me, this question came about when I was, like, you know, browsing the internet. And I found this very interesting article. For those who don't know, we're talking about academic journals. These yeah. are those, you know, you know, universities release them after years of hard work and money putting into research to get this thesis out. And, of course, they can't just let people read it for free, especially the people who are reading it are professionals who will also gain from it in some way. So they usually charge a price. So there's a paywall behind it. You need to pay to, to you know, read it. But now there's been a new pirating service similar to Kick-Ass, Torrents, and... Am I allowed to say that? Anyways, yeah, and the Pirate ass. Bay. Yeah, it's actually the name of the website. Kickass.org, not kickass.com. I made the mistake of typing in kickass.com. Oh. Yeah, I don't even, don't, don't tell me what you found. Not here. Maybe afterwards. <laughs> um, so what happens is that there's a new pirating service similar to that that's come out and they basically have this sort of thing where they have 70... And I'm not kidding you. 70% of all the academic journals behind a paywall. So, comp- so universities like, like Harvard, Harvard people, are now deciding not to pay for these you know, websites that have paywalls to see academic journals. They're doing it because they just don't see the reason why they should be paying for that. It has nothing to do with the piracy issue. It's more internal matters. But now that's now pushing people to use the pirating services. And, you know, some analysts are saying that it could even bring down the whole establishment. And that got me thinking. Here in Africa, in Zimbabwe in particular, 90% of licenses are either, un- are either unlicensed and cracked or just have something dodgy going on. Mm. 90%. 90%. And what is the total population? those people that are using that do you have like stats or anything like that? um i don't have those stats i mean finding stats in africa is near near to impossible Wait, is this africa or, or is it zimbabwe alone? i have stats for the whole world and for zimbabwe that's what i have but 
like there isn't that much happening when, when you talk about like in the whole world like in the Zimbabwe and Africa yeah, I, I, I know I know for a fact that people people well in Zimbabwe's come on, case like, anecdot- anecdotally we have a lot of evidence that people ha- do a lot of pirating yeah in Zimbabwe people do a lot of pirating in Zimbabwe but then also a, a, like a substantial amount of people in Zimbabwe choose to use unregistered copies of software which is yes. not i wouldn't say it's really legal in, in a way because while well, developers if you if you have an unregistered copy of software they just limit some of the features you can like, yeah, it's like a trial version of some sort exactly some of the features are locked away for example a vg free version blah 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 and stuff like yeah. that which which kind of makes you think and you know like piracy brings into play like morally gray areas in yeah society, definitely, definitely you know uh, for example, with education, with education, the, the argument here is, as much as it is piracy, um, this is for education. People are pirating things for a, for the better good, for the benefit yes. of to better their lives. You know, to be able to educate themselves, go to college, university, as the adults would like to call it. Yeah, but now, like when you think about it, um, okay, before we even go far, before I even make my point. Who do you think are the top five countries that are responsible for pirating in the world? Are responsible? Yes, like the, 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 which countries have the most, in other words, have the most pirates, people who have unlicensed software? Germany. Okay, that's a very interesting choice. Okay, Germany, that's your first. Uh, Canada. Canada, hmm, that's interesting as well. Australia. Australia. America. The United States, interesting. Uh, Afghanistan for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Afghanistan. Wow, that's a very interesting choice. Yeah. Um, I I didn't really have an idea. Like I was completely blank. But then here's you. You only got one country right. Germany. By the way. No, it's the United States. What? Number one is China. Oh, I number forgot them. Two oh. is the United States. Surprisingly, number three is Iran. Not <laughs> Afghanistan. Um, yeah, there's been talk about the way they've been, the sanctions in that country have been lifted this year. That might be the reasoning behind that. And fourth, of course, and I'm shocked you didn't say this, Russia is the fourth country. Those are the four biggest ones. When you look at the top 20, actually, how many African countries do you think are in the top 20? Five. Five. Interesting guess. Can you, na- can you name the country you think? South Africa. Okay, South Africa. Nigeria. Nigeria. Zimbabwe. 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 Some country like up there in the north. Yeah, some North African country. Like DRC or something. I don't know. That's not really North Africa, but yeah, Congo. Um, but no, that's all wrong. It's only one country. They're 20th. South Africa. It's Algeria. Oh, wow. Yes, Algeria. So, yeah, that's the thing. When you look at the statistics worldwide, it's, it's really, Africa is basically insignificant. When, yeah. you, when you rate it by continents, the first continent that has the most in terms of money lost from licenses is Asia and the Pacific at $19.7 billion. Wow. Last, of course, seventh, seven continents. They included Antarctica. What? <laughs> I'm joking, they didn't. But I don't know how they had seven continents. But last was the Middle East and Africa with less than $10 billion. Wow. 
yeah, it would make sense. It would make sense in some in the, in this case that some of most most of no, I'm not really saying that Africa is really poor or anything, but then I'm saying most but people Africa is quite poor, sadly. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't want to be blunt about it. Yeah, I mean, like when you think about it, a lot of people in the continent cannot afford, you know, basic necessities and stuff like that. And because of that, the the pool of people who can even like be in a position to pirate are very small. Exactly. Um, but from that pool, there's a large number of people who do. Yeah, w- which is weird because um, people people just naturally assume that. Um, for for example, people pirate movies a lot here, and which which brings in the fact that not everyone has the the platform or like some way the device or some way of viewing them because wow yeah. of poverty and the economy the co- the economies in africa are really struggling wow with the with everything and everything yeah there, there are a few countries that that are there making making money but everything but then the, the thing is the majority of people are actually struggling um not everyone but gary i think i think i disagree mm-hmm. i don't think piracy is a problem of of people having money or not no i I'm, think I'm, it's a more of a service problem like I, I agree with um, Gary, um, Gary, Gabe Newell, who the guy who started Valve, which made Steam. Yeah. I think everyone knows Steam, the company where you can buy games now, very nice and cheap and everything. Like you look at games today. Like I remember before Steam, buying a game meant in, in this is in South Africa by the way. Buying a game meant going to the shop like Musica or Toys R Us, going and getting the physical disc and buying it. But in Africa, how many stores like that exist? That that is very true, especially for the PC gaming market. Yes, unless you have Steam, you and I recently joined Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle, what's that? It's like Steam, it, right? For four dollars. Now it sounds like I'm advertising it, but then it's like <laughs> Steam. All right, you pay like a dollar, then you get like four free four free Steam keys, or okay. any franchise. Like they might they, they they every month they choose a franchise to do. Like you get any four free for like um telltale games like last month then okay. for five dollars you get like about seven free telltale games then for ten dollars you get like 15 or something free telltale games so they choose which um, yeah company. yeah okay i see that's an interesting idea but you see those are the kind of ideas that sort of limit piracy but in africa we don't have that even when you thought about movies okay let's say you want to watch a movie okay but you can't watch it when it premieres in cinemas then it sort of gets out of the cinema because they put new yeah, movies. Yeah, they put it on DVD or Blu-ray. There are no shops to, to get Where the, can you get the that? The physical disc. That is the problem. That is the problem we're facing down here in Africa. Like, there, obviously, obviously, like, I mean, there are a couple of shops that have, have the things that you need, but then they're selling them at an escalated price. I still remember. Exorbitant. I, I saw, I saw almost extortionary prices. <laughs> I saw a hundred dollar, hundred and twenty dollar copy of Windows Eight once. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like oh. in Zimbabwe, where where can you buy? Where can you go and buy a legit physical copy of Windows Ten? You know that's a very good question, and like people will be listening to us thinking we've got the answers, but do we? We do not have the answers. It's it's difficult because now the reason why I can't say go to this shop is because. Sure, they have a Windows 10 disk and they are a legitimate shop. But like with the industry, the way things are here in Zimbabwe, for example, you can't tell that this is actually a legitimate version of Windows. Exactly. You exactly. can't. Even if they have legitimate iPhones and legitimate Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy phones, 
with software, it's like, well, the disc doesn't look crisp. It looks a bit pixelated. Why? Like even in Zimbabwe, no, even when it comes to iPhones, I mean, we only have two legit sources that are Apple certified. That's yes. iClick at Avondo and iClick at Village. And Goltech. Goltech is, is... Yeah, it's Apple certified, right? Yes. Yeah, then like like a couple of other shops, but it's there. And then like then the rest of the market, it's secondhand. And then, you know, you, you look at that and you ask yourself, why is that the case? Why is it that um, then there's no companies that sell... Apple are only certifying like two shops in the whole country and they're both based in Harare. I'm not sure if Bulawayo or the other cities have it. And why is that the case? That, those are some of the problems we, we face. And... I feel like, like, yeah, you really raised a good point. And if, if there's a way of cutting down on those sectors and those issues, I really think yeah. that piracy could go down. And, you know, personally, I've, I've started to see my friends and people around me start to get legit copies of games, like That's o- original copies of games. And yeah. it, at first, it, 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 even me, it got to me. It hurt me. Like, it really hurts physically. Getting to, 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 to spend your own money on something. Yeah, and you feel everyone. more attached. Like when it, when, when, you know when something glitches in a game yeah, that exactly. you didn't buy? You laugh and say, oh, this is so uh-huh. stupid. Ha-ha. But then when, you, when you've spent $40 buying that game and it's, stuff is going wrong, you lose it. Like I could imagine you lose it. Like, yeah, yeah, so it, it kind of gets to you. And that, that's, that's, that's really good. And I'm really seeing, and even Zimbabweans, we, we're seeing more and more people uh, I, I actually think that in terms of software, yeah. we're seeing more and more Zimbabweans buying legit copies of things. And that's good. But I think the main problem is that with most companies, and I, listen, I'm not trying to like defend piracy or anything, but this is actually used as a, um, as a defense, as a point. But um, the main problem with companies is that they don't really care if an individual pirates. So Gary, if you go and you're like, oh, look at me, I'm pirating Wolfenstein, I'm pirating Far Cry, I'm pirating all these games. I'm pirating, more importantly, Adobe Creative Suite. Yeah. Adobe don't really care. Why? Because you're going to use you know, Photoshop and whatever. You're going to become used to it. Yeah. Even though you didn't buy it. But you're going to become used to it. So when you want to go into graphics design and you're like getting into a company, yeah. what, what software would you want the company to buy? You're Adobe. going to demand that they get Adobe. Adobe. And they prefer that. But now, in Zimbabwe, companies themselves aren't buying licensed copies. (laughs) That's where the issue comes in. Because now you're making a profit out of someone else's um, product. It's basically like me saying, I'm going to sell ice cream and I'm going to steal milk from um, Kefalos. So I'll steal their milk and make my own ice cream and sell it. That's the sort of dynamic happening. Wow, yeah, yeah. That is one of the problems that are also there. Um, Lack of IT companies. They're there. They're obviously IT solution companies that are there and everything but then extortionary prices no no not not, not even that not even that very few of of them have good good things Mm. i'm not okay i feel weird saying out a name is it okay if i say out name name of what the companies or what no just giving an example all right an example is fusatech fusatech they have good technology in some cases but then all right, you wanna buy? <laughs> you wanna buy something? You're gonna get it at an escalated price. For example, something as basic as a GTX 1030 from 2013. This is, is a graphics going card for fee 200, 200 and 
$50. What's the retail price? Right now, yes. like outside. Yeah, normal, like without the Ethereum shenanigans. About 70 And that's the problem. Like, it's, it's, it's really sad. And like, look, I mean, you, we're talking about IT solution companies. Some of these companies are actually licensing unlicensed versions of Windows to like other companies. So you see a lot of companies that they, they don't really know or care about what's licensed, what's unlicensed. They just go to an IT solution company and say, here's my money, can you fix my computers, make sure they have all the software we need. And, you know, those guys are not buying, like, legitimate versions of Windows. They are buying these, you know, And people do not know stuff. what authentic, what's authentic and what's not anymore. Like, we have mm. reached that point in a way. Yeah, like, when you ask people how do you tell if Windows is legitimate, Nobody can do that. They'll just check if it's activated at best. Yeah, I, I think I think throughout my throughout the course of my life, I've only seen uh, okay the, the copies of of Windows that are gonna be really remember dirty. that those that come with laptops. Yes, OEM sort of things are usually licensed. They are licensed. If yeah. you buy a laptop that comes with Windows ten, uh, then, Windows ten is legitimate. Then um like some of the, the new laptops. Yeah, the newer laptops and the stuff. The PCs we use, we use well, not not at school. The, the, uh, the ones those I used ones. to use in primary, those 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 ones you use at school, you can really tell that's changed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the ones in school are actually legitimate. Yes, they are. They made them legitimate. Yes, that's good. That's um, good. Windows Ten is yeah, it's legitimate. They're not using Windows Ten. That's good. Yes, back then they were not. Hmm. Yeah, now they are. <laughs> um, a computer lab one at Prince Edward uses um, you Windows had to 10. Say the name. <laughs> yes, I had to. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. Like I was saying, we're seeing people cutting down on piracy, even in Africa, even though like our numbers are already low, and that's that's a good thing, you know. And it, and it really shows the stereotype. Uh, for example, I was talking to my friend in Africa, no, in Canada, the other day. Yeah, like people just naturally assume and look at Africa as. The main pirated dudes. Yeah, we, we are, we are poor. We, we do not do things the right way. We mm. do not do things the right way. We do this, we do that. We are criminals, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But it's, it's, it's also happening in the West as well. I mean, they're actually the, the front-runner pirate dudes. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I mean, look, here's some interesting t- statistics to actually prove it. Some analysts um, from the same study that did the whole countries, yeah. they say that... the. En- and the analysis reveals that I had to actually say I'm saying this verbatim from the report. It's really funny. Anal- analysis reveals that unlicensed software is used in 100 percent of the top 50 engineering schools. Wow. 95 percent of the top 100 colleges and universities. 78 percent. I mean, I kid you not. 78 percent of the top 100 software companies. Fifty-one percent of Fortune 100 companies. This is like Adobe using fake version of Windows to make Adobe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my god. That is how bad it is. This is like Microsoft. Yeah. Using a fake version of Photoshop. Even even to people make that Windows. even people that are using activated copies of Windows are using pirated versions of them. Yeah. Because wow, to activate. A pirated copy of Windows. All you need to do is instead Buy of buying exactly instead of buying the actual copy for one hundred and ten dollars from Microsoft, you only get the key from Amazon or some shady company for eleven dollars. You are done. Some shady company. Yeah. 
Tell me more about these shady companies, Gary. <laughs> no <laughs> sites. Sites. Okay, yeah. No, but, but then there are companies that sell reused uh Windows keys. Windows keys for like cheap. Yeah, even Windows, even game game keys and stuff like that. Yeah, those are even no, those are very dodgy. We should talk about that another time, but they're very dodgy. G2G stuff. Mm, I heard about the stories, I heard a report, very dodgy. Um so yeah. But tell us what you think. What do you use a pirated version of don't answer that question, you're incriminating yourself. If you do use a pirated version of Windows, just don't. Go and buy a key, eleven dollars. Um, if you can't do that, then buy when you buy a laptop, buy it new. But we're using legit stuff here, like one hundred percent legit, legit. We even have a Skylake. Yes. Yes, it's a Skylake. Yes. Skylake sixty six hundred K. Yes. <laughs> so yes, just do that. And tell us what what do you think about piracy? Do you think like me is a service problem? Do you think it's because no, people case. don't have money? Do you think people don't have money? Is it because of the economy? Or what do you think? What should be done and why should we do it? Let us know. Gary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. My name is Hugo Slum God. Yeah, Hugo the Slum God. Hugo the Slum God. Yeah, I U H no H U G O T H E S L U M G O D. That's yeah. correct. Five points goes to Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you can catch our <laughs> network at uh, Capital Two Six Three. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have an Instagram account. That's right. Yeah. Um. Or you can go to our personal account, which is Technology Podcast. Technology Podcast on Instagram. On Facebook, yeah. you can find us at Technology FM. You can find me on Twitter. I am Dion Spring. That's right. That's how you spell it. Yeah. If you want the links, you can just. Okay, we're going to look for a way. To just try and get a hold of our links. Yes, no, you can find the links on the show notes. If yeah. you Iono FM, blah, 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 yeah. Iono.fm if you want to listen through there, but I'm guessing if you're already oh, there. iTunes. Oh, yeah, okay. we always neglect our iTunes and Apple Podcast. Yes, oh, members. yes. If you are listening through iTunes, leave a review. Tell us what you think. Yeah. And, yeah, we'd love that, and we'd, I'll definitely read through every single one of them. And we'll actually talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. So, yes, thank you for listening. Twitter, you can also find the podcast at Technology FM. And have a good one. Good day. Bing, bada, boom, what if bada. someone's listening at night? Good night. Or morning, whatever you're having. Whatever. Yeah. That's a great extra. I was about to say extra. Outro. And now. And now. Capital 263.